0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I'm Calvin, and you're listening to Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. This show is an experiment in civility, gathering people who disagree to sit down face-to-face and having them discuss their disagreements. Do we ever arrive at consensus? Sometimes. What's most important is... We've got the conversation started. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Leading Questions with Calvin Moore. I am your host, Calvin Moore, and per usual, I am here with my co-hosts, Kent Strait and Steve Phelps. What's going on, guys? How hey, is it going? You and uh,
1: Steve and I had a great show last week without Calvin. No, uh, Calvin, it was the
2: best show. It was, it was the, the best. best.
1: If you didn't hear uh, it. Uh, the best. Yeah. We did
2: it live one time for uh, only those who listened. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time only. We're not putting it out. If you were there, great. That's right. Yeah. Not well, subscribe. No. You, Solid plot twist.
0: Plot twist. Subscribe to our brand new Patreon. We've got a hey! Patreon, or <laughs> or and, depending and, on the week, an OnlyFans. And Dave Depends loves it when someone sells you something. <laughs> so I also have a book. I'm here to yep. hawk my book now. Oh, okay. As well. So great, no. great. So, so uh, if... I'm glad that the show went so well. What did you all talk about? Or did I have to well, be there?
2: Uh, you had to be mm. there. Uh, we're not giving that information away for free. You had to, nope. you had to be there. Let's just a say month. it was riveting. <laughs> Ed, you know what? You paid for the whole seat, but you just needed Got the, the edge.
0: edge. There you go. Oh, gosh. I, I'm oh. sorry to have missed such a riveting episode it was. It was of riveting. Yep. what is likely very witty – informed oh, absolutely! It,
2: like it was like tennis See. it was like back and forth and back <sighs> and forth and it was it was something to behold it, it was like you by like
0: chance to debate the electoral college roosevelt and we style. did that you guys too yeah yeah to yep. yeah
2: we yeah absolutely debated it, was, it again again yeah. <laughs> we're, we're constantly debating it
0: we took each yeah. other's <laughs> side that time just yep. as a
2: little exercise <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's great so uh, no, how's, actually how's your guys uh all joking aside there was no uh, show last week thank you yes
2: uh, so this weekend was we celebrated my anniversary. So we actually went up to Traverse City.
0: Oh, okay. Just
2: got All home right. like half an hour ago. So oh. that was good. Oh, wow. Actually, okay. the, the shirt I'm wearing I bought in Birch Run on Friday on our way up to bring that full circle. Okay,
1: nice. Uh, I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> I I I did this on uh, Friday, and Steve is hearing about it for the first time. But it's a it's a compliment. Uh, I think, or uh, a bit of a commentary on the evolution of our society. No, um, so I have wanted to see uh, the Sixth Sense with Steve's uh, middle daughter, uh, Isabella. And knowing that Steve didn't care about it, as he's uh, been pretty apathetic about it in the past, I called her grandmother and said, uh, with whom uh, the kids were staying, and said, "How about we watch The Sixth Sense on Friday night?" So we watched The Sixth Sense on friday night and which i had considered for the past 21 years to have one of the greatest uh twists in cinematic history and Just we don't it away here okay no we got to the last three minutes of the movie and uh the credits rolled and isabella said yep called it and she, and she swears that she saw it coming for the entire movie i find that uh did you ask for some evidence on that?
2: Like, what, what specific <laughs>
1: scenes? Well, uh, it's hard to go into without spoiling this 21-year-old. Uh, you know
2: what? Uh, everyone, if you have not seen this movie yet,
1: uh, tune, tune out now for the next 45 60. seconds. Yep. 60 seconds. She, in, she insists. <laughs> you brought she it on said, yourself. <laughs> yeah, she she insists. She said, yeah, I, I noticed that the psychologist was not interacting with any other character on screen but the kid and he's always wearing the same clothes which which makes it one of which makes one of two things true either she looked it up online and is scamming me or Mm. she actually uh or kids today actually see things that uh, that uh, like dead uh, caught adults, yeah, um, <laughs> caught uh, adults totally flat-footed in nineteen ninety nine. Is it possible? Is it possible in nineteen ninety
2: nine? Shyamalan was making movies that mm-hmm. now we look at as yeah. Everyone's looking for a twist now.
1: That yeah, that's and yeah. and I did I did uh, I did prep her ahead of time. I said that it has a great twist, so I guess she okay. was probably looking for it. So it is what it is,
0: you know. Yeah. So fun fact about that movie. Yeah, <clears throat> I saw the Sixth Sense opening night oh and, and I saw the sixth sense the night after okay and the reason why is I watched the movie and I felt the same way was it was Anastasia who watched it Anastasia who watched it Isabella who it was Isabella. Isabella sorry Isabella watched it all right so I um so I I watched the film and I had the same perspective that this guy is dead but okay, it was for a different reason. Oh, right. So, beginning of the movie, <sighs> uh, I believe it's Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg mm-hmm. is, is the skinny guy. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. He shoots Bruce Willis in the stomach. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, oh, that's a kill shot. There's, yeah. there's no coming back from that. And then the next scene, you see him sitting on a park bench. You're like, it okay, says, willing yeah. suspension of disbelief. I will, I will suspend my disbelief
2: i I believe a shot to the stomach buys you some time if you do get medical attention though as opposed to the chest
0: i believe and that was the thing i was like i was thinking maybe uh medical response time there's no way they're getting to him before he bleeds out like my (laughs) brain is just too literal okay so he's alive in the next scene i'm like okay willing suspension of disbelief but then much like isabella said i noticed those things where no one was talking to him Mm-hmm. He was talking to them, but no one was talking to him back except for the little boy. Yeah. And we already knew that the little boy saw things. And I was like, I, I, and it probably took me about 15, 20 minutes, but I was like, I think he's dead. Huh. Okay. And, and then as it went on, I was like, I'm pretty sure, but okay, maybe, <laughs> it, it can't be that. It can't be that. And then it was. And I was like, okay, that was very good, but I just watched too many movies at that point. So I was like, okay, but um, then I went back the next night and the only reason I went the next night was to see the reaction and hear the reaction hmm. of the crowd when that twist comes. Cause that's, that's just great. It's almost like, you know, when the Avengers come back in, in, uh, yeah you know, in, in end game, like you, there's a crowd reaction to that. I mean, oh. less, cheer-
1: less cheering, less
0: um, cheering. Yes. He's dead. You know. Also Yay. one oh. of my favorite memes, one of, uh-huh. one of my favorite memes that's come up uh, recently uh, was you think 2020 is bad for you? <laughs> This guy—it's a picture of Bruce Willis in, in the Sixth Sense. It's like this guy's been dead for five years and's been going to work every day since.
2: <laughs> you can you can this quit this job hilarious. when you die. Hmm. Yeah. So,
0: anyway, so uh, we're continuing. Uh, oh no! Uh, so no, I can't. I think you're bringing yeah. back you're bringing back something oh. special.
2: Oh yes, it's, it's true.
0: A segment we have not done in a while. It's what's in Do my box.
2: Have- What's in his box? But we need some music
0: for it. Yeah, we, we need know. to come
2: up with something. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll get my like. and
0: Tim Storm to make like little thing that we can pop in there. All so, right. all right. So, so Kent can has a you, box. Which can no you tell? Can,
1: can you tell roughly how how big it is? Can you? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's yes. for the listeners lo- out there. Odd, it's box. about uh, what? Twenty four inches, thirty inches, maybe. Long? Um, I'd say I'd say probably twenty two. All right. So what is, is it? Is it, is it a, 10, 10 inches you know, here's
2: high? The deal. 12
1: wide,
0: okay. Here's a question. Yeah. Is what's in the box... Yeah. D- d- does what's in the box merit the size of said box? Mm. Um, That's a good question, it, Calvin. You know what? It, I would say, because I did know what it was, so I have
1: opened it, uh, unlike previous boxes, I would say that what's in the box uses
0: two-thirds of the box. Okay. Alright. so what, what uh, is there, is there a some sort of, a of packing comet? material, by the way, Can of comment. It is... Uh... <clears throat> Something to blow off his is it, keyboard. Is it, is it a third Error. copy of it's Stephen it's King's newest book? It isn't. <laughs> it is not, though
1: I have gotten that. So what it is is a oh, oh. I've also got I've also got uh Atkins You haven't even told butter, us the first thing. Atkins peanut butter granola bars. So I didn't know okay. those were in All there. Right.
0: So okay. So
1: uh this now uses like a quarter of the box. Okay. So what it is is a batter dispenser.
0: Mm. Oh, I love those
1: batter dispenser for pancake batter uh mm. which goes with another package that I was going to originally use for the segment uh that other package is a griddle. I've never owned a griddle before, mm. but it allows <clears throat> it, this allows me to make pancakes because I have not had a method for making pancakes more than one at a time uh uh and I only get pancakes at restaurants. And um a few weeks ago I was at Restaurant and I got pancakes and I said uh, that's the end of that and so I'm getting uh, I'm making pancakes now.
0: All right, all right, so there well, it is. Excellent. I uh, went to Franklin Moot today to celebrate my wife's birthday and her uh, her father who passed away a few years ago. His birthday is also in October, so it's, it was always a tradition for the family to go up there uh, for his birthday, and so they continued the tradition. Even after he passed away, and so we celebrated both today, um, and uh, did a little bit of retail therapy. So I'm going to do a little bit of uh, unboxing, even though none of them are in a box. Okay, uh, I should say, uh, what's in my bag? <clears throat> yeah, what's in his bag? His bag. <laughs> his bag.
1: So uh, while Calvin's gone, Steve, I was going to say we have to see signs sometimes. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes, I love signs. Swing
1: away, okay. Yes. Swing I love away. Signs. <clears throat> okay, good. You're in for All that right. one. All yes, right. Absolutely.
0: So, what's in my bag first? Where's the bag from? Uh, Coach, the Coach Outlet. I'm presuming from a company called Coach. Yeah, and they should know. what They do. And you, last week they came out with a brand new series <clears> of Coach bags and i do not understand why they are expensive as expensive as they are but today i and i've been in the store many 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 times with my wife and i've gotten her many many pretty things uh-huh. and i have only ever walked out of there with a hat which i okay. promptly lost oh either way that's um that's seven dollars you'll never see you again yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was not that expensive it was like <laughs> <20 of us. laughs> but uh today <clears throat> i walked in and everything that was on the front table i said I, I wanted to have all of these, and I've never felt that way at Coach before. Uh, and so, the first thing I got—I didn't get everything. My wife got a couple things. I got a couple things. The first thing I got is this nifty. It's a iPad it, uh, Spider-Man,
1: but I don't know what it is. Is it a Lat Spider-Man?
2: Oh, a Spider-Man. Uh, it was it,
0: yeah. Okay, I see it
1: now. So I,
0: I, it holds okay. my iPad Pro. Ah, very good. Yes. So it's a slip case. Yep. so it's a leather a leather case from Coach with Spider Man on it they released because they really because bunch nothing of says nothing
1: says I'm a serious professional like flows. this twelve hundred dollar uh twelve hundred dollar iPad and a Spider Man case
0: and a and a Coach and a and Coach Spider Man case yes Coach under the knee <clears throat> so, so they they got the licensing rights and, you know, from uh, no, far Mar- away
1: that
2: looks like a Rorschach thing
0: because I can only say also- does yeah <laughs> <laughs> just just because I couldn't stop there I also got. It's the same oh. logo. It's the Except exact same a, Spider-Man logo. Uh, Spider-Man upside down on a hoodie.
1: dollars okay. sweatshirt. 4, that you got for 4. Oh, 60% off.
2: That's not bad. That. Okay. All right. I so. mean, that, wait, wait. that being said, I think what is we can that agree sweatshirt
1: made out of? that a $300 sweatshirt <laughs> is
0: ridiculous. Oh, it's made out of uh it is made out of uh, crushed children's dreams and baby yeah. seals. Mm-hmm. It is for sure made I, out of I, those things okay or at least they had better be my wife got a couple things as well all, all marvel so they uh they they've released a brand you know branded materials uh from uh from marvel and disney i'm sure had something to do with that as well since they own that One with but heck, yeah. either, either way let's uh let's continue our <laughs> political series the crazy thing is this political series when i first envisioned it was supposed to be like five weeks and then we'd yeah. move on to something else like the way our short show normally goes like hey let's get the vegans against the the meditarians again let's do that um let's get the weird people who are into like sharing their spouses with other people again let's do those conversations <laughs> Oh, the, that but, was a different but, era uh, yes <laughs> but uh things keep happening and this series just keeps going so that being said uh today's going to kind of be a hodgepodge last time we talked we uh, we discussed Uh, the culture wars which i thought was a fantastic conversation um but we're following that up because a lot of things have been going on in the news and we haven't really commented on it too much here so uh tonight we obviously want to talk about the the nomination of uh amy coney barrett because we did talk about uh the life legacy and unfortunate untimely uh death of ruth bader ginsburg a couple episodes ago uh as well um and we want to obviously talk about uh, Donald Trump and his coronavirus diagnosis, and, and what that means for uh, the election, if anything, uh, and, and then a few other items of, of note as well. So uh, let's start off, though, uh, guys, talking about Amy Coney, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. What do you, uh, what do you guys know about her? Had you heard her name prior to her being um, nominated to the Supreme Court? Um, what do you guys know about her just kind of off the top of your head I, I don't walk around knowing who's on appellate courts or circuit courts or anything like that um so her name was brand new to me but I've since uh studied up on her a little bit
2: uh well do, what, what, do you want like biographical stuff or what we knew about her because all I knew was she was a rising uh, before a couple weeks ago when I was reading up on her I knew she was a you know a rising star in the conservative side uh uh, of the political spectrum she's a uh, an originalist which means she uh she believes in what the, she believes the founders intended with their words uh and up until that point that's about all i knew of her and then obviously i've done a little more research for the show today but that was all her, under... uh,
0: she clerked she clerked for a while or was she scalia or a, uh, scalia scalia she's she's a, a scalia. A scalia she's a scalia, a scalia. scalia. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: she's a scaliac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Antonin of the Scaliettes. She's <laughs>
2: a Scaliette. Uh, she's a a, a Okay. T- anyway,
1: Tony Tony Scaliette. and the Scaliettes, Yes.
2: <laughs> she's a an
1: maniac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she uh, she was a I don't know where she went to school. She was on Notre Dame
0: for her JD. Notre Dame.
1: Okay. I don't know where well, she got her
0: undergrad from though. She was. She's also. Prof- her... She's a professor at Notre Dame.
1: She wa- she is. She is As a well. uh, She's a law professor at Notre Dame. Three years ago, she was named to the the Seventh Circuit uh, Federal Court of Appeals. I imagine that allows time to keep your job, at least in some capacity, at Notre Dame. Uh, And uh, she she came highly regarded from the uh, Notre Dame faculty and the Federalist Society. Um, And uh, what else do I know about her? Oh, well, she... She was most notable <coughs> during her Seventh Circuit um, nomination for being on the receiving end of what is now regarded as a uh, terrible own goal or unforced error by California Senator Dianne Feinstein, who asked her, uh, who asked her uh, about her, her uh, Catholicism and said, the dogma lives loudly within you, doesn't it? And it sounds like Yoda, it does. The dogma <laughs> lives, uh, lives loudly within you. The dogma does, and um, and so from the moment she was uh nominated, um, I mean, she's been a judge for three years, she does not, I mean, she's she's smart, uh, she's not particularly accomplished, and she was nominated to the Supreme Court because of her age and because of a judicial philosophy that her backers consider predictable. Now and they did uh, yeah.
0: So let's talk about then, <clears throat> since you're kind of getting into it already there, Kent, um, I want to know what is on the table for discussing or uh, discussing uh, this nomination and what should be, off the table. My my philosophy, and, and this philosophy has been challenged in the last several weeks um, since she was <coughs> married. My, my general philosophy is that a person's religion and a person's family should not be on the table. I have gotten almost a thousand percent agreement, uh, especially from liberals, interestingly enough, even though the, the critiques I'm seeing are primarily from liberals, um, that Obviously, her family should be off the table just because sure. she adopted two black children doesn't mean that she should be a target of uh, of ridicule. Um, there should be no, uh, no questions about you know her parenting or anything like that.
1: She had five children. Um, she took two more in because she had the resources to provide for them. And that's I mean, the, right, the having right. five children is is don't confuse the words uh, immoral and amoral. Having five children is amoral. Uh, adopting two children is a objective good so there's nothing to there's no problem with any of that yeah religion um
0: on the other hand now no and that's and that's where the other side of things is uh i have said um consistently um not that the arguments uh, and, and pushback that i've heard are not in some way shape or form compelling um but i have felt hey um religion should not be uh on the table there there's no religious test that should be given for this position um she has been you said particularly unaccomplished um she was nominated to this court three years ago as you said so she's got at least three years of um experience under her belt whatever that may be
1: which for the record is more experience it's more experience at the appellate level than the current chief justice had he was a judge for Two and a half years, I believe, before okay. he was. Yeah. So
0: there you go. You have someone who has apparently been a judge for three years, uh, operated without um, without issue, so far as I understand. I haven't seen mm-hmm. anything uh, terrible come up about uh, about her. Uh, almost seems like a slam dunk for conservatives, from what I've seen. Sure. Uh, and not just because they have the uh, because they have the votes, um, but because she comes across as a boy scout and so or girl scout sorry mm-hmm. uh, but i guess boys have girls in them now but whatever um, her religion was seized upon because of parallels that were drawn between the religious community that she is a part of and the handmaid's tale you know, a work of dystopian fiction, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Where women are subservient to men, Uh, people have looked up the beliefs of the people of praise Christian community, Uh, people who have chosen to live in some sort of harmonious uh, Christian community. Uh, It's an ecumenical body. A lot of them belong to different denominations, but I guess they have to give 5% of their income to this community so they can feed back into Uh, missionary work, and things like that. Um, On paper, everything seems kind of copacetic in terms of this is what churches do, this is what Christian communities do, um, that I can see. Um, One of the uh, beliefs of this church uh, is that you make a covenant, a lifelong covenant with the church, and according to the website, there's not a lot of specifics as to what that looks like, Everything that I'm hearing negative comes from people who have uh, left the church, called it an abusive space. So I've been in places like that where I've seen people leave because of abuse, and they speak out against that abuse. Um, but regardless of of that, uh, in just kind of perusing their their general beliefs and what they're set up to do, it's a little kooky, it's a little weird, it's a little left of center, um, but it's not the strangest form of. Uh, religion I've seen it's not the strangest form of Christianity I've seen I would argue uh, on honestly that Mitt Romney's brand of Christianity Mormonism if you call it Christianity I don't know um, is stranger to me than what I'm reading here so my question would be to to you guys what are your thoughts on the attacks on her uh, her religious background is is that is that fair
1: well, to start with, I have not seen any attacks on her religious background. Um, the people, what people who are um, what people who are backers of hers are confusing, is uh, education with attacks. And I think that uh, religion, which is a thing that you choose, you're not drafted. Um, you choose your religion, and your religion colors your worldview and informs your worldview, and uh, informs how you are likely to rule on uh, on social and constitutional issues. Um, people should be aware of her religious background. If I were nominated to anything, people should be aware of mine. Um, I have not seen anybody say anyone say that she is not. Uh, capable or qualified to sit on the court because she's an orthodox catholic um,
2: the only places where i've seen anything are obviously in the social media universe which are filled with people who have no say in this yeah, at all right and they can make handmaid's tale uh, hands handmaid's tale jokes as much as they want mm-hmm. uh josh malina can say what he wants in, in a tweet but that doesn't really have any real effect i think on the voting process i don't think it's going to have any on the judiciary uh or in the senate itself so yeah i uh i agree with kent i think it does i mean it 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 might color how you maybe not how you judge but certainly how you perceive it's going to it's going to give context but i think uh those things could be sussed out in her short, but, I mean, she has a, what, a three-year, uh, what's her voting record? How many years? Three,
0: three years.
2: Total? Three, yeah. Okay, so three yep. years total. So, I mean, you could, you could suss out if it affects any of her other rulings, and I'm sure the people who are going to
1: do their best to derail
2: this have done
1: that. Let, um, let me bring up, which brings to mind the issue of the confirmation hearings. Uh, I have a uh, I have a brutal and short a thesis statement on confirmation hearings. Mm. Um, confirmation hearings don't matter at all. Um, our most recent Supreme Court confirmation hearing um, revealed that when there is credible evidence that the judge in question uh, has uh, attempted rape, um, not only do we not, uh, not only is that fine. Um, but we're not, we're actively going to try and avoid viewing the evidence one way or the other. So, because that's the very thing that should come out if it exists in confirmation hearings, and uh, Republican senators, the current batch of Republican senators, did the three monkeys um, see no evil, hear no evil, um, we don't wanna know, la la la, confirmation hearings don't matter. So this thing that's going to start as we were taping on Sunday the 11th, this thing that's going to start tomorrow, um, you know, assuming that COVID hasn't gotten anybody else, um, it doesn't matter. Who cares? There's going to be a vote. There's nothing. I mean, if she's keep, if she is keeping a leather bound gimp in a basement, she's going to get confirmed. Is
2: accurate. Uh, and I, they, her, her opening statement has already been released. Uh, I just read it before we went on here and I'm not going to recite the whole thing to you, but Mm -hmm. she spends about half of it talking about her family. She's you know, she's really, you know, uh, she's pushing the, uh, family aspect, first and foremost. She, uh, You know, uh, a couple of quotes, you know, a judge must apply the law as written, not as the judge wishes it were, which I believe is uh, Scalia. I think that's actually a Scalia quote. Um, She also uh, says courts are not designed to solve every problem or right every wrong, Um, which I'm fine with. I think that is a that is a fine stance to take. Um, There are people who who are, you know, who who will say first uh, regarding that first statement that. Uh, for those who are originalists, will say, "Who am I to tell you what they meant?" Or you know, two th- two hundred years later, two hundred fifty years later, all yep. I can do is read the words and judge on that. And you know what? If you do that for every case, then you are. We know what we're getting. It's like an umpire calling balls and strikes. If you're consistent for both teams, at least we know what we're expecting. And then well, the second I, I, bit. Think... <clears throat> Good. Oh, I was just going to say, and that second bit there about courts not designed to solve every problem, I also <laughs> agree with that too. Uh, I, you know, in. The Supreme Court will often send cases back saying, we don't have any jurisdiction here. And so it's it's on a lot of other uh, – there's a lot of other government and a lot of other citizenry that are here to do the work. Uh, the Supreme Court will not solve every problem, uh, and, and I don't think they're meant to. I don't think they're given the power to do so.
0: Well, let, let me circle back to, to the religion question, and, and here's why, because I don't think we – and Kent, I mean, your your point is well taken, Steve, you agreed with it, hey, you know, confirmation hearings don't mean anything. But I think the religion question looms large, primarily because of some of what we talked about, you know, a few weeks ago with culture wars. I mean, I was in a car with, uh, with someone recently who, uh, they're, they're a Trump voter. And I, and I said, well, I mean, this person uh, that you're voting for seems to be immoral, and you say you live uh, by you know moral precepts that you learn from the bible and, and things like that um and uh, this person's like i i cannot uh i cannot vote for uh the other person and so i'm voting for for donald trump and what he has done is he has duh, 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 basically saved christianity you know he's done more for uh for religious freedom than any other president in the history of the united states and uh you know, push back, push back on that. I was like, that's that's absolutely categorically false. Uh, the federal <clears throat> government's also not coming for your faith, yada yada yada. Um, but it seems a, a big enough point of contention for people. And the difference between Amy Coney Barrett that I have read in the last few weeks, um, and other people who are on uh, the the circuit courts, the appellate courts, uh, and even on the Supreme Court, have not written openly about their faith. They just haven't. And so that's a major difference that we're seeing here. Um, It came up in 2017, or confirmation hearings then. um, And one of the things that she wrote, and this is from a a CNN uh, piece from uh, a couple days ago, um, but she wrote a piece with co-author John H. Garvey and referred to Catholic opposition to euthanasia and abortion, uh, noting, quote, the prohibitions against abortion and euthanasia properly defined are absolute. Those against war and capital punishment are not. There are two evident differences between the cases. First, abortion and euthanasia take away innocent life. This is not always so with war and punishment, unquote. So she's not saying, hey, you know what? Because the Catholic Church teaches this, this is how I'm going to rule. But she definitely says, this is what the Catholic Church teaches. I understand what what it means. And she is also on record about her opposition to both euthanasia and abortion. So then the question becomes, all right, are you opposed to those things from a uh, judicial standpoint, right? Um, Or are you opposed to those things because you were getting your marching orders from the Catholic church? And this is the same thing that John F. Kennedy went through uh, when he was running for president. Uh, You know, do you answer to the Pope or do you answer to the American people? And I think that that's a big question uh, for primarily for liberals, because I think, conservatives are perfectly fine with legislating morality from the bench um so long as it agrees with their particular form of uh, morality morality
2: well i mean so far well there's a couple things so one i mean i think john roberts has actually been pretty consistent uh regarding some of these issues um so far uh during his hearings, you know, he said, you know, Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. It is what it is, uh, and he stayed pretty consistent so far with that. Um, I don't know, you know, if if the deep uh, dark Roberts agenda is going to come out now that it's six to three, but it was, you know, it wasn't when it before either. It wasn't when it was five to four either.
0: So well, that that has been the argument is that he's been able to play the long, he can play the long game. He's young, too. He He can play the long game, and then he can wash his hands when he's the.
2: So so the thing about that, so if it happens, it happens. But at this point, he's been very consistent since day one for how many years has he been on the bench for? 2016, 15, 15,
1: 15,
2: 15 15 years. He's actually been a model of consistency. (laughs) Um, So you know what? Bravo, John Roberts, because so far you've done a great job regardless of who was sitting on the bench next to you of being pretty I mean he he hasn't he he sides with the conservative side more often than the liberal side, but he stayed pretty consistent on the issues he does that with. So you know I, I if he does it tomorrow, great job because you have spent 15 years cultivating this then you probably didn't need to the entire
0: time. All right. So let's uh, let's move on to talking about uh, Donald Trump. Because uh, we can't talk about the presidential election uh, without. Do we want to talk about the the debate, or do we want to talk about the? That doesn't even matter to talk. There's been enough commentary on the debate at this point. So let's let's talk about this. Uh, the diagnosis of uh, Donald Trump with uh, coronavirus. Not the first head of state to uh, to receive the diagnosis. Not the first head of state to uh, go into. Uh, quarantine uh not the first head of state to have to have a team of medical doctors come around them and and, and help them get better um no but all I of those believe, things accomplished first by queen elizabeth II. Uh, i do believe though um that donald trump is the to my knowledge mm-hmm. the only head of state who has downplayed <laughs> the severity of the coronavirus and also gotten
1: the coronavirus.
0: The president
2: uh, of Brazil, I believe, actually uh, could
0: be added to that list.
1: Was it Yar okay, right. Jair Bolsonaro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bolsonaro as well? Bolsonaro, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Okay. Uh uh UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson was not as uh stringent with with masking as he could have been and he got it and came pretty close to death, but he came through and has been better since, I suppose
0: better physically or better in terms uh, of what well, no did it
1: didn't make him a superhero i'm saying he's been <laughs> he's been better with the uh better uh, following the rules since he okay. his near death experience yes
0: gotcha so he he learned something from it he did okay and so now donald trump has huh, this is why we need to do a healthcare episode donald trump uh received uh, top medical care obviously um he was uh, diagnosed with the coronavirus, him and Melania Trump. They boarded They boarded um, Marine One, the helicopter, and it took him to Walter Reed Medical Center. Um, where How's that he helicopter pilot the, doing, by the way? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a few minutes here. Um, right. So um, he boards Marine One. They take him to Walter Reed. He is, and you can see out the window that even though the president's on the on the helicopter the pilots are wearing their masks they, they wave out the window you can see them wearing their their n95s yeah. and he is in the presidential suite which is apparently six rooms mm-hmm. it's got a full bedroom of basically a mock oval office a kind of an office that they can work out of uh that's where i think he filmed uh, the edited video of uh him saying everything's gonna be all right um And a team of doctors who I believe gave him some things that aren't even available on the market to us yet. Yes. And Mm -hmm. within a few days, he is out feeling better, better than he did in his 20s. And now he is holding a rally on the... Tomorrow? I believe it's tomorrow. Is, Is it at the White House? Uh, or no, probably yeah
1: probably i'm sure it is
0: okay i know that he he showed up at the white house and uh, spoke to people from the balcony like he was the pope um yeah. but uh he still by any m- medical opinion would say that he he should still be quarantined at this place. yes but he is not he's not no. and now he's having a rally which could possibly potentially be a super spreader event yeah. Um, the second debate that was supposed to happen, uh, on the 15th, if I'm not mistaken, on the 15th, uh, uh has now 15th. been canceled. Right. It's been canceled because they said, we'll, we'll do it virtually. And he said, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on, I guess what, what comes out to you guys from this basic rundown I gave of, of what's happened to Trump in the last few weeks? Um, he's, diagnosed he's in the hospital he's out he's feeling better he's he's running rallies again um but should still be in quarantine uh we would tell anybody else to be in quarantine what are, what are your thoughts on on this right now you well, know this
2: reminds uh, me of magic johnson having aids <laughs> 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 where where every back in 1991 one am yeah. i right 91 mm-hmm. but uh, nobody
0: would play the, with him <laughs> Everyone still wants to play with trump well,
2: but here's the thing though the entire world was scared of death of AIDS. I, I remember, you know, they taught it in health class that basically this is the boogeyman, this is going to kill you. Uh, Magic Johnson got AIDS and then he got cured, and everyone's looking around saying, "Well, how did he how did he do that?" It's like it's money, it's green, it works, <laughs> and it cures you of things that regular people die from. So there's there, so that it is interesting that if if he did have it the way. You know, it was reported, and he was taking this experimental medication. Which uh, do you do? You remember the name of it? I, I Regen- well, there's
1: two was things. It it was, was Regeneron. It? Yeah, Regeneron is the experimental medication, and he okay. also took a Rev, uh, uh, riva
2: riva riva, well, he, riva he took riva. a
1: course. R- took a remdesivir.
2: Remdesivir. That's what it was.
1: Remdesivir, Regeneron, and then a course of what they call mo- uh, monoclonal antibodies. Um,
2: Not hydrochloroquine.
1: No, not hydroxychloroquine. Now, the for funny thing about the uh, – so a couple funny things about his, his medication. One, uh, after, after shilling for hydroxychloroquine for months, he didn't take it. Right. And two um, – and this is petty. I will admit it's petty. But the monoclonal antibodies, which appear to have played a great um, – uh, played a, quite a role in his uh, getting back on his feet, were developed from fetal stem cells. Which oh. should should yeah. drive the pro-lifers crazy.
2: Yes, it, but it I have a it.
1: feeling won't. So well,
2: and I wonder too. So the the little thing about magic was nothing against Magic Johnson, but no. the, I guess the greater point is the idea that some people have access to medications and medical care that the rest of us don't have, and it is a little so. Uh, from a insurance point of view, mm-hmm. there are very few. Uh, very few times where they'll change this, but most most uh, insurance companies, not so much the insurance companies, but uh, a lot of time the self-funded groups will specifically put uh, contract language into their uh, into their coverages where they will not cover experimental medications. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, medications are typically experimental for up to five years because in order for the for to know if it works or not, they need to see. Uh, a big sample size then you see it for a couple of years because they need to see are there side effects are there does this really you know they need to see you're taking these other medications we need to see what works and what doesn't work so a lot of times experimental medications even if they work at first Mm -hmm. they're not going to actually list them as anything other than experimental until that five-year period is up and they'll get re-reviewed now obviously the 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 president has access to medications and money and all this other stuff um and so I'm wondering, yeah, if it works, great. Um, how are they going to? Fa- how would they be able to fast track that in a way where it'll be paid for for people?
0: Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm, yeah, there, there's that. Um, but going back to, to one of the things that Kent said, and that's not to dodge the question. I, I don't know well, the answer to that question. Either, I would, so. I would say,
1: I would say um, this right now. Uh, right now, I believe that the government is paying for COVID treatment. So I don't know what's gonna ha- i don't know what the time uh, horizon on that is or how you know how long it's going to last uh or how long they k- intend to keep doing it but um you know uh, trump's uh, illness could be a great victory for society if we discovered this thing that works and the government's willing to foot the bill for it I don't know well,
2: um, uh, well it's insurance companies that are paying for it
1: Oh, are they? OK. All right. Maybe no. the insurance companies are paying um, right now.
0: Well, but let's let's talk about that whole um, fetal stem cell uh, issue. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, Trump that is a sticky is week. Con- yeah, Trump. Yeah. Trump. But Trump is considered uh, one of the most pro-life presidents, if not the most pro-life president in the history of the American presidency. Time. Um that is that is what a lot of uh (laughs) conservatives like to say um they're very very excited about the appointment of amy coney barrett to the uh to the supreme court uh, because of her her views on abortion her publicly stated views on abortion um and then uh he gets sick and the way he gets better is through something that uh pro-life advocates have fought tooth and nail against for years and there is a major part of the pro-life platform is to be against the the manner in which in, in which uh stem cells are are harvested they are harvested from you know aborted you know aborted children right is what they would say so My question, not not necessarily to the two of you, but let's talk about it for a second. Do you guys think, if if we were talking about it, um, that pro-life advocates would rather take a longer time to find a cure for the coronavirus or vaccine for the coronavirus if there was a cure on the table that we know works but was developed and will continue to be developed from stem cell research. Do you you think that pro-lifers step step off that landmine, or do they they keep standing on it? Three words. Yes,
1: except Trump. Uh, Let's cure him as quickly as possible, no matter what. But for the rest of us, yes, we should wait. Why do you think that is?
2: because I of mean, the because of the babies right is that what it, uh, is? Is,
1: that mean, w- what it
2: is yeah i bill <laughs> right sure <laughs> yes i i agree i think they're gonna so the there are plenty of people who are uh anti-abortion like myself but also see the bigger picture about what really saves the most lives and what betters the most amount of lives uh Pro Being pro-life is being pro-education. Being pro-life is being uh, a pro-economic uh, environment that helps everyone or at least gives everyone a chance uh, uh, at being able to step up. Uh, pro-life means a lot. It's more than just uh, whether uh, someone believes that abortion is, is, is right or wrong. And in these cases, uh, while not liking abortion, I totally understand how uh, various illnesses uh, – <clears throat> can be treated with, uh, information that comes from treating these cells and coming up with, uh, either, either actual treatments or experimentation on learning more about it. And so, uh, I think that, uh, there are plenty of pro-life people who are, will be very consistent in saying, uh, absolutely we should be, uh, you know, using, uh, stem cell research. Uh, however, in this one case, they would see well, we need to use these to uh, cure Donald Trump because the bigger picture is that he will uh, serve Christianity in a better way than the next person, and that he will save more children by appointing six more judges in the next four years, mm-hmm. and you know all these other things. So I, I I think it depends how consistent you want to be, and so I think when it comes down to it, Calvin is that it's why? Well, it's because uh, they like him, and, and that's and that's pretty much it. Uh
0: Right? Does that answer? What do you? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it answers my question. I just, I have this. It, it gives me a headache time. Saying,
2: talking about it. I mm-hmm. mean, it does.
0: Yeah, it, it does. Like, I was, I was, again, I was talking to someone recently. Again, that, that Trump supporter I was talking about, and it didn't matter what I said, um, this person needed to be protected at all costs. Um, this person is essentially God's anointed, and we we got to cut corners. It uh, doesn't matter the terrible things that he said, the immoral person that he's clearly shown himself to be. Um, we got to let everything that we can slide for this person for the purposes of every, uh, you know, everything else. But let we, me uh, l- let me ask you this: go ahead. and this isn't a this really has
1: very little to do with what we've been just been talking about. The Trump supporter in your life, who you were referencing, says is God's anointed. What do you suppose? What do you envision would be their reaction in 22 days if he gets unceremoniously broomed?
2: It's a you know, is it a, a bought and purchase uh, purchased election? Is that what, what what he would say that it's not uh, it's not legitimate?
0: No, I mean, I I think that uh, conservatives, uh, my my uh, this particular conservative. Um, I think would feel like the sky was falling and Christianity is doomed. It doesn't, it doesn't matter um, that the faith that they hold to uh, very clearly says that, you know, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against this thing. Okay. This, this person, um, this person, Donald Trump, uh, if, if they're not elected then Christianity is doomed, which is why you see um, the 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 stuff that people like we we we're like I can't believe this person said this. Eric Eric Pataxas is out there like Jesus is white, so let's let's take down critical race theory. And you've got Donald Trump Jr. out there saying that my dad basically saved Christianity. And people who buy into those particular voices um, would see a victory by. Um, by Joe Biden over Donald Trump as the the death knell being run the 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 death knell death bell death whatever knell. Death, knell. Um, death knell death knell death uh, being rung for Christianity in America game over we got to go underground it's going to be like the Chinese church that you that's know I would
1: I would say idea. I would say to your friend and to Donald Trump Jr. I would say th- I. I, I I, yeah, to your friend and to Donald Trump Jr., I would say counterpoint. Since Donald Trump's uh, inauguration, uh, attendance at my church is down eighty percent.
2: What, Why? What would happened?
1: I, you know, I, I don't know what combination of circumstances. You know, yeah. you want to deputize yeah. here, but uh, it's 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 been it's been terrible for Christianity. So, or at so, least so attendance. Yeah. Well, so oh,
0: it may it may be terrible for your particular church. Just because they've left your church doesn't mean they didn't hop somewhere else. Uh, those numbers are kind of interesting. Um, it, I, I follow those kind of things that Barna puts out and uh, Pew Research and whatnot. No, no, no. So people it, are, it's because of COVID. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think. Hmm? Were you listening? Not super close. <laughs> it's
1: because of COVID.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> well, I, I must have missed the joke in there. <laughs> you did. Yes. Okay. The COVID. Okay. The, the, COVID. Okay, the COVID. Of COVID. All right. My bad.
2: It's because of the COVID. Uh, so I got all literal. On. Like, no,
0: no. Based okay. on the numbers no, that I've no, seen. No, no.
2: <laughs> No, yeah. so Carrie and I were talking about this in the uh, in the car today. That uh, she grew up in a in even a much more conservative, legalistic Christian church than, than I ever did, and she was taught all along about the antichrist, the antichrist. And you know, it's like how, the the Bible says that Christians, you know, will be fooled by this antichrist. And, and and Carrie said, you know, like I grew up thinking, like, how would we never know about that? <laughs> <laughs> and and she says, now now, and, now personally I don't know how <clears throat> how literal the Antichrist, you know, whatever, but I understand also the teaching of it. And she was saying, in this in this case, Christians are the ones who saw some guy put on sheep's clothing <laughs> like in, in in real time and go bah, and they're like, This is God's anointing. <laughs> the uh, thing that I can't
1: the, but the, the non, thing that, it's the, yeah,
2: I was just saying it's the non Christians, the people who don't share the faith they're the ones saying um excuse me uh yeah i don't I think, think donald trump can anti-
1: be <laughs> donald trump cannot be the apostle john's antichrist because christians are the only ones who bought it it's supposed yeah. to be everybody exactly and it's right. the
2: opposite in this case yep. it's the the non-christians are all saying i don't think that guy's saying the things you think he's saying no <laughs> and it's the christian saying oh no, no no that's our guy it, i'm sure <laughs> no, that's, i'm that's sure our guy. of it it's him it's our guy positive
0: so let's uh, let's take a ten fifteen. Uh, let's take a ten minute break, and then we'll come back uh, on the second half of the show and, and talk about some more stuff. Okay. Well, everybody, we are back from break. So uh, let's uh, let's start off talking about terrorism. Woo. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, for those of you who don't listen to the show that often or don't know where we're recording from. We, uh, St- uh, Kent, Steve, and I, uh, live in the state of Michigan. And we are terrorists. And, oh. And a, uh, homegrown militia group, mm-hmm. uh, was recently, uh, had a, a, kidnapping and murder plot, uh, thwarted, uh, by the, the work of the FBI, and I believe the state police as well.
2: Yeah, state sheriffs, sure. I believe.
0: State sheriffs, so, um... I believe thirteen people were involved in this uh, this plot to to kidnap, to storm to storm the state capitol, kidnap the heads of state, including the governor and the uh, uh, the uh, the attorney general. The plan was and to the, kidnap the governor at her
1: vacation residence. I don't know if there was a plan for the AG, but it was to get her at her vacation house.
2: And then okay. take her to uh, Wisconsin for a uh, kangaroo court of
1: okay. sorts.
0: Trial, yes. Oh, okay. So I also heard they were talking about storming the Capitol. Okay. So maybe um, I can I can roll that back because I've purposely tried to not read too much on this uh, white nonsense. Yep. Because let's be honest. <laughs> yes, that's very <Dairy> white. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what it's yeah. been. All right, all right. Um, <clears throat> but the, I mean, that's, uh, that's what we saw. It's a group of white men. Um, who do not like uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and uh, her executive powers have just been rolled back um, through, I believe, petition. I mean, they had people signing the petition to have her. Uh, uh, her
2: that was a court case that rolled those back.
0: Was it okay? So the petition yeah. had nothing to do with it. All right, no, not okay. really uninformed no
1: wait. Sort of. There was there was a ballot. Uh, th- there was a petition. Where a petition got enough signatures that it can be put on the ballot as an initiative, I believe. I don't know. It has something to do with a – but yeah. However, in a different – she derived emergency powers from a 1945 law that she interpreted correctly. And the Supreme Court said you interpreted that law – the state Supreme Court said you interpreted that law correctly. The law itself is unconstitutional. So those powers were rolled back. However, she has asserted that same power through a different law that they found in the past. People are, uh, as you might imagine, kind of upset about it.
2: Apoplectic? Is that a word? Yes, that's a word, yes.
0: So, yeah, uh, but there was – All that said, regardless of what someone thinks of how someone uh, interprets a a law that is on the books um, and and how they use their executive power to uh, protect or maybe, uh, depending on which side of things you are, uh, harm your your local business, because now your business is closed. I've seen that happen, obviously. Um, A plot to kidnap someone and murder them is it goes beyond the pale so uh, I know Gretchen Whitmer went on record uh, <clears throat> and basically blasted President Trump for the the rhetoric that he has used uh, that <clears throat> is what uh, these militia these militia men these terrorists let's call them what they are um, are, are looking for they're, they're they're homing in on the president's words uh, they are feeling, uh, that they can do what they want to do because they are empowered uh, by the president's words, and she called him uh, to the mat on that. And the president, of course, got into a war of words with her, and she finally just said, "I'm not going to argue with this guy." Um, and uh, kudos to our uh, to our FBI and in uh, police for for thwarting this. Um, thoughts on thoughts on what you're seeing here? Well, I, I so. The newsroom
2: at WDIV recently decided they're going to start calling groups like this domestic terrorists rather than militias. Uh, I think in a uh, trying to really hammer home how imp- how serious this is, um, because I think for a long time we joke. I don't say it's not ha ha funny, but we, you know we talk about militia, especially up here in, Mil- in Michigan. It seems like you know there's a there's a, there's a latitude in Michigan where it seems like everyone north of there knows someone who is in a militia. Knows um, someone?
1: Is in a militia? Well, I didn't want to I say mean, that, but
2: it's... knows someone or is in a militia. Uh, at any rate, I do – so I, we, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of words meaning things, and so I don't like the idea of throwing every, every member of a militia – I don't think everyone should be determined to be a domestic terrorist – because terrorism has a specific definition. There's, there's crime, there's, and then there's, there's terrorism, and they, they, they are not always the same. I don't know if WDIV and other news outlets are saying we're going to call all, all militia groups that now might do something or have done something are now domestic terrorists. I know they're calling this group uh wolverine terrorists. wolverine Watchman. yeah and, and that fits for various reasons but uh i'll be curious to see if we start throwing around the terrorist term a little too much with some of these groups
1: now i recently i i recently saw something on facebook and this might come slap back at me because it may have been on calvin's page i don't know stop <laughs> me if i but uh the the point was made that uh we call these guys north of uh saginaw uh, who who gather and uh, gather in the woods and practice their gunnery. Um, uh, we we call them a militia. It the 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 same. If they were black, we just call them a gang, thugs. Yeah, thugs, a gang. I... Or terrorists if they were Muslim. Or the if back. they were brown, head, they'd though. be terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I don't think I post, I may have posted it on my wall. I definitely commented on that uh, on that post on someone else's wall okay. for sure. Um, but then, you know, whenever I do that, I generally share it on my own as well. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that, <clears throat> and that is something that I, I think, I don't understand. This is why I probably, I, I'm greatly enjoying reading a book right now called critical race theory it's an introduction i didn't know that critical race theory primarily has to do with the law it's like it came out of it came out of law schools um and so uh but one of the things that's said in this book is like more for for many black people we're often wondering how you can see facts in front of you and black people will see those facts one way and white people will see those facts a completely a a different way and more often than not there is a vested interest in seeing things uh for the dominate for the dominant culture there is a vested interest in seeing facts a particular way Uh, so again going back to the person that i was talking to um this trump supporter that i was talking to uh i i hit them with facts hey you know Hey, I I want uh, I said you know you you have a, a president that you're voting for who lied to the American public about you know when he knew about the coronavirus and how severe it was, and they were like well no no I I don't believe that for a minute I'm like we have it on tape, he is now he has had to admit it I don't believe that for a minute, and so I think there's a vested interest in disbelief, and a vested interest in seeing facts a certain way, and I think that when it comes to militia groups in michigan specifically um black people for a long time have said these are terrorists anywhere else you would call this a terrorist group i don't know why you don't call this a terrorist group i mean you uh was it uh, timothy mcveigh was part of a militia or his brother was part of a militia here uh back in the day <coughs> and they blew up the the not the Furman building uh the can't the hear, building uh, can't you're muted the, bi- the building Germany down in, in Oklahoma City, yeah. the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building. Mur- in Murrah Oklahoma. building. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I, I wanted to say Murray. That's not right. Say so the Murrah building. Um, and <laughs> there were connections to militia groups here, specifically in Michigan. And I think that for a long time, black people have looked at these groups and gone, "These are terrorist organizations. Their rhetoric is the same rhetoric of people we are already calling terrorists, but are are a different color." And Steve, to your point. It, it, it is interesting that you still kind of gave the caveat, like, I don't know if we're going to call these guys terrorist groups. We, if we start saying that too much, I'm like, well, this Mark group, this group like, is uh,
2: – well, so, so the reason I said that is because to be – for terrorism to mean anything, it has to be something we can define. Uh, when we talk about terrorist groups for the last 3,000 years uh, internationally, uh, we talk about groups that have specific – uh, motivations, uh, uh, social, uh, but typically religious or political. Uh, they have to be specifically to induce terror or fear, either uh, through psychological means or physical coercion, uh, and they have to want an impact beyond immediate targets. So it can't be, I hate this particular sheriff in my town so we're going to blow up the sheriff's the the, the police station, or we're going to do something, and without any idea of what that's going to do afterwards, because that's not that's that's crime. Uh, when when we talk about this group here, they check more of the boxes. Uh, they they wanted to to do something specifically to create fear. They wanted the, they wanted this to go beyond uh, Governor Whitmer. Uh, they, 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 have, they had specific motivations uh, that, uh, that they wanted the world to know about. So that's why this group checks the boxes. Not every militia group that wants to shoot guns in the woods I would consider a terrorist group because we're giving them kind of too much credit in a sense. But also, if we call every, every group with guns a terrorist group, then we're, we're really watering down what, how, we, how we perceive terrorism, how we study terrorism, and how we fight terrorism. So that's why it's important to uh, have these terms mean specific items because it creates right. and, and a way of studying them and then fighting them. That's what I'm saying.
0: Right, and I feel I feel the same way about theology. Like, look, I believe that words have theological nomenclatures. Like, we, we like to use those $25 words because we paid so much for the for the damn degree. Um, but it's like, hey, words have meaning. Like, when when the Bible says certain things or uses certain words in the Greek and the Hebrew, those words were chosen specifically for a reason, right? Right. Um, But when we're talking about this, I I hear all that. And I still go, all right, well, good. Well, most people sitting in the pews aren't reading Greek and Hebrew. They're getting a translation of the Greek and Hebrew into English so they can understand it. And it's going to hit them where they are in some way, shape, or form. And they're going to walk out of the church and go on about their life and interpret that through the lens of where they are in life. And my thought with these militia groups, especially in relation to Black people, uh, who militia groups in Michigan have threatened for years, Right. So for us, we're looking at that and going, oh, that's that's great that you want uh, four out of five boxes checked, you know, to to make it an academic exercise of saying this is a terrorist group and this is not. I don't think that makes much difference to the victims. Well, no,
2: but calling I know, naming I know. it something doesn't mean anything about whether it's important to the victims or not. It's how we fight these groups. And so it doesn't really matter what you call them. If you're talking about what the impact is to the victim because you're right it doesn't mean anything to the victim but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about how we label these groups because it still has to mean something regardless of how uh it affects the victims if we're talking about and it's not well, i don't believe I, it's I'm a getting, reali- i don't believe it's an academic exercise it's how the real world deals with real world problems
0: right right and I, I, i'm getting that what i'm saying is and we don't need to go <clears throat> too <clears throat> too long on this um but i guess what i'm getting at Sorry. What I'm getting at on this is um, if a group does something to terrorize another group and they check off two of five boxes and then the government then says, well, that's not a terrorist group, so we're going to fight them differently than we would the group that checks off four out of the five or the five boxes This group that only did two of the boxes is still very much a terror group, even if we don't call them that. And so I think when we're having these everyday conversations, that's probably where I'm going, is is when we're having everyday conversations about who these groups are, especially with Black people looking at these groups are going, that is a terrorist organization. The FBI might say, no, it's not a terrorist organization. They just don't like Black people. Like Black people are like, "Uh, no, people of color, the people that are... On the other side of the barrel of the gun that these groups are holding, they're going, this is a terrorist group. I'm sorry that they're not doing the other four things, but this is a terrorist group. We need you to understand that, and we need you to address that. And when law enforcement says they have to check off these bo- boxes for us to address it, that becomes problematic for the groups that are in harm's way. That's, w- that's what I'm getting at there.
2: Well, I guess— I guess, so. I guess I, it, it
0: talks about what, uh, what uh, resources are brought to bear in these conversations— you know, Hey, if it's not a terrorist group, we're going we're gonna to allocate X amount of dollars, X amount of people to address this, look into it. Uh, it is a terrorist group. Okay, we're going to bring out this task force. So we're looking at the way that things are taken care of differently, even from a financial standpoint and resources, to actually mitigate the risk for the people that are, uh, that are in harm's way.
2: Well, then I think we're fighting the wrong problem then. We're, pro- we're fighting the amount of money that's allocated, but we shouldn't confuse terminology. We can call it whatever you want. We could call it – as long as we're we're calling it what it is, Um, what you're talking about is, okay, so if we don't call it terrorism, we only give A amount of money. But if we call it terrorism, then we give it B. That's the problem, the allocation of money, not what we're calling it. I still think it's important if we're – because if you're going to fight something, you have to be able to uh, classify it study it and then that's how you learn how to beat it. And the problem is if we call everything terrorism, then we'll never be able to actually fight it because we're calling every act of violence terrorism. I I, I totally agree with you. If we're not put, if we're not putting the right amount of money out there to um to fight a group that has picked on uh one particular race or ethnic group or religion, uh, then that's a money problem that we need to f- solve, but I don't think we should solve it by calling everything terrorism, because then we we it, it, we're not going to be able to fight it correctly because we're calling every act of violence. Uh, you know, it, I think it's a misnomer. So, terror and terrorism, it's not the same thing.
0: Okay, so, you know, it, it, so yeah, it's I guess, like I, I guess said, a question, a question that I would, would you define say? Um, the bombing of uh, the church i want to say it was in birmingham it was in birmingham bombing you mean birmingham
2: charleston church. oh charleston birmingham. no Birmingham. Well, what which It's on the individual back guy or the kkk what like back in the 60s of? oh the 60s, 60s. Oh, okay. yeah um, yes, okay birmingham sure yeah birmingham. so
0: birmingham, birmingham would you call that terrorism or just an act of terror
2: i would say if they are part of if they are by the way, you, you can be an individual terrorist too. You don't need to be part of an organization. But if you have, yeah, for sure. if you have, if you have any kind of manifesto, and a manifesto is just a pretty word for if you have got a statement of intent, and you are, uh, you you want everyone to know that you do your best to put it out there because you want that bombing to go just beyond killing six people. You want that to ripple. You want to cause fear using that piece of uh, of violence. And you have a clear motivation, then to absolutely advance, that is to advance an act of an terrorism. To advance a yes, that that is an act of that is terrorism. Yes, uh, okay. I don't like the sheriff. If, if let's say all right, so let's say there's a militia group that's now we're going to call a terrorist group. Let's say this terrorist group, the Wolverine, whatever their name are. Uh, if all they did was not like Governor Whitmer because they told him what to do, they told they told you know basically that was it. We're going to take her in the woods and we're going to tie her to a tree and we're going to beat her because uh, we don't like being told to put masks on and that was it. that's all that they hoped to accomplish. Then I wouldn't call them a terrorist group I call them a bunch of criminals who were murdering somebody but because they have they even in their own you know uh, crappy little you know way, they did have a plan. they did want to cause terror they did want to cause fear they wanted this to go beyond somebody they didn't personally just dislike. They wanted this to go out to everyone who was who was basically uh, taken over their government. So yeah, that's that's what makes them a terrorist group, and that's what that's why uh, Timothy McVeigh he was a terrorist because he did have an ideology he was attempting to promote using a big you know using a a fear inducing event. Uh, You know he wanted his his the the impact of that to ripple out into uh, you know and try to reach out almost to other. people who are anti-government to get them to come on board and to do the same things that that is a terrorist terrorist group absolutely
0: okay Fair. so hard left turn into another topic kind of back into a topic we were talking about earlier uh, with Movie the by the way I,
2: I am not a terrorism yep. expert in any way shape or form so that is just my opinion
0: based on no, we absolutely on need to do an what, episode about absolutely. terrorism because with uh, real experts yeah I'm, I'm coming from it you know i'm coming at it from definitely a hey, this is just kind of how I see it kind of view mm-hmm. versus uh, a truly informed opinion. So let me state that, uh, I guess I was, I'd say on the outset, we're at the end of that conversation. So on the back end, uh, I was not speaking <laughs> as any kind of expert on the topic. Um, but let's uh, hard left turn uh, back into talking about uh, the court here. Um, so Kent, I know you wanted to talk about uh, the Supreme Court, and kind of an interesting question that came up in the- I, um,
1: I do not have a monologue about the Supreme Court. Don't expect two minutes from me on the Supreme Court. I just want to, uh, you int- just introduce the topic. Introduce the topic, and then we can court
2: packing. That's yeah. the topic. Yes, I believe what you were getting at is if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you are uh, that uh, both uh, both Joe both Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris ducked questions from moderators. Uh, well, I know I I know Kamala Harris ducked the question. I think Biden may have got it, not during the debate, that that just that barrage of whatever that was, but he's yeah. gotten it since then, I think, in questions. And nobody's answered uh, – basically, the, 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 the more liberal left is calling mm-hmm. for adding judges. Um, and uh, they keep saying, well, anything but answering the question, uh, probably because – and my guess is they're not going to do any of the such – but they do not want to turn off the more liberal voters,
1: right? And, there's and, your monologue. Yeah, I mean that's no, a. I, I think good. That that is a. Um, I think they're going to be under extreme. I, I think there's a lot of people in the Democratic power structure who don't want to do it. I think they're going to be under extreme pressure, to extreme electoral pressure. Um, the the left side. Of the Democratic Party is now a majority of the Democratic Party. I I doubt they can get away with not doing it. Maybe it's a case of how
2: many they do. Yeah. Maybe not four. Maybe two. Or mm-hmm. well, I don't think that I, I really do not think though the the liberal the the far liberal left is going to be happy with anything less than a fifty at least a fifty fifty split in ideology on the court though. Well, Which you they're getting any more. You can't get 50-50, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. They want. They're going to want four.
1: Uh, they're not well, going to
2: want two because that's not enough.
1: Right. If the if you add two, mm-hmm. what that would what that if you add two, what that would do is, and it seems like a happy medium. In the, and uh, uh, yeah, let's come back to that for a second. So the me- the mechanism, the mechanism for adding. Seats to the Supreme Court is not a constitutional amendment. A lot of people assume that the Supreme Court would have to sign off on it itself. It doesn't. It, uh, the, the number of Supreme Court seats is simply set in law by statute, and it's been set at nine since the 1870s, and uh, can be changed by a uh, 50 51 percent uh, 50 plus one percent vote in the House, a 51 percent vote in the Senate and the signature of the president. You can put 37 justices on the Supreme Court. Um, and
0: here's here's where this gets <clears> – <throat> the more You know, I pay attention to, to politics, the more um, frustrating certain things become. It's like, okay, well, fine. Um, everybody was rooting for Ruth Bader Ginsburg to, to live until the next election. Some people were upset that she didn't retire during the Obama administration. That way we wouldn't be facing what we're facing right now. Um, but she's passed away So then the Republicans come in They say, hey, we're going to fast track um, Amy Coney Barrett you know, Democrats call foul Hey, we had Merrick Garland um, Who was a great jurist He could have definitely uh, been on the Supreme Court But you said not during election year And now you guys are turning around and saying Oh, during election year, it's fine Because we actually have the, we have the votes and we're in control That's what we really meant um, Sue us so everybody's crying foul on that, and so then the Democrats are then the far left side of, of the De- Democratic Party are then saying, "Okay, fine, you're going to cheat, we're going to cheat." I don't know if it's cheating because nobody's breaking the law here; nope. they're just breaking their word. It's like, hey, you're going to go against what you said in 2016, then we're going to go ahead and uh, make sure that we pack the court and and even things out. And one of the things I've seen in this conversation though is well. Uh, if the Democrats come into power, and then let's say that flips again, because you know things things go back and forth, and then Republicans are in power and you got a Republican president, and they decide to whittle it back down to to nine, what happens to those lifetime appointments? Oh well, now they could make seventeen years. So I don't know how we. All right. So there is how there is a, how, how we don't make a mess of the Supreme Court. All right. There based is an answer on.
1: There huh? is an answer to that um the Constitution provides for a lifetime appointment to the federal bench um, it does not insist that a Supreme Court justice serve on the Supreme Court forever. So if a statute were passed into law that moved the Supreme Court from nine to three seats uh, three of those uh, six of the the current Supreme Court or current after, uh next you know in the next couple weeks three of those uh six of those could uh would move to other courts and the law would have to deal with that they would be guaranteed lifetime salary lifetime tenure but not necessarily on the supreme court um interesting so yeah you could if if democrats made it uh put it at 13 seats from republicans wanted it back at nine the trick to that is capturing all three levers of power at the same time. It is now that we live in a largely—I'm not going to say it's a post-gerrymandered America, but it will be getting uh, less gerrymandered um, <clears throat> with every, you know, at 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 every, at every attempt, because of some laws uh, that were passed in some key states. And um, uh, the, for lack of a better word, browning of America as America becomes less white and younger, um, it is highly improbable that Republicans ever capture the House, Senate, and presidency again, at least in my lifetime. Well, you know, I think they, they could, but they won't be the... They won't be the Republican Party you see today. The current incarnation. Right, exactly.
2: So, uh, you know, actually in 19 – so in 1937, uh, Franklin Roosevelt had an idea that he proposed and did not get it through Congress. He wanted to add a new judge every time an old judge got to 70, just didn't retire. (laughs) That was his proposal. It did not pass, Um, but as a kind of attempting to – yes, you can serve forever, but we don't want you to.
1: You know, it's funny you should bring that up because I recently learned about a week and a half ago that there. But uh, when I was born, I'm the oldest of the three of us. But when I was born, there was still a Franklin Roosevelt appointee on the Supreme Court from for the next four months after I was born. I forget the guy's it. Lewis Powell. That was the guy's name. Lewis Powell was still on the Supreme Court uh, when I was born in 1975 and later that year in 1975 uh, he was f- he he resigned from the Supreme Court but he wanted to serve as a senior justice on the Supreme Court, which means he wanted senior status he wanted to hear cases and vo- and vote when he wanted to.
0: So he was basically American uh, is, is what he was asking consultant. for. Yes. <laughs> it, took,
1: it took months of convincing. It took – getting Lewis Powell to eventually leave was a months-long process.
2: Much like getting Roosevelt to actually leave. Right. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, John Tyler still has a living grandson, so there you go. Uh,
0: yeah. so, okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so let me ask you this question, yeah. though, Kent are you are you for or against the, the idea of court packing pro for don't
1: call it packing <laughs> um, i would you know and to anybody who isn't i would ask this question one what is the functional difference between court packing which is which is adding the seat adding seats to the court through legal means and what mitch mcconnell did from 2013 through the end of 2016 which is Barack Obama nominated people to the federal bench. McConnell simply would not have here. I mean, he would have hearings. He simply would not schedule votes. All right. o- I, will, Obama- I, will,
2: I will take the other side there. I would I'll take say side.
1: Obama had uh, – he left a massive vacuum of open court seats because there were simply no votes on them, which is why in uh, Obama's last two years he got two uh, – He got two federal judges confirmed, and in Donald Trump's first two years, he got 30. I will –
2: so Mitch McConnell, and I think we talked about this recently – not that I like Mitch McConnell, but what he said was uh, uh, elections have consequences. They do, yep. You all uh, elected a Republican Senate, Mm -hmm. and this is what we're doing. If you wanted a Democratic Senate, you should have voted for that. And to his point, I agree. I I don't think we can sit back, not show up on election day Mm -hmm. and then cry about it after the fact, because sure enough, uh, for whatever reason, uh, either because uh, the majority of this country is conservative or because uh, enough liberals were uh, decided for whatever reason not to show up and vote. This is the Senate you get. And this is we're now paying for that. Uh, during the midterm suggest, elections
0: yeah but we did suggest, not vote for donald trump we vote, we voted for hillary clinton
2: right but i would suggest majority so vote for hillary i would suggest though to uh those who don't like the makeup of the senate uh donate some money vote yourself knock on doors uh volunteer at a phone bank uh make sure uh all your neighbors know who's running and why they're running don't just Change your profile picture on Facebook. Get out and do the work. I know a lot of people who've never knocked on a door. They've never donated any money, and then they complain when the wrong person gets elected. So while I don't like Mitch McConnell, what he said there was true, unfortunately. So let's get out there, and let's let's put a Senate in place that we agree with.
1: (laughs) Okay, so what what you're saying when you said, I'll take the other side of that, you're right. You're right. McConnell— As a partisan actor, Mm -hmm. had the constitutional right, privilege, and power to do Mm -hmm. what uh, constitutional right and privilege to do what he did to maximize his power. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, if Democrats were to acquire that power, Mm -hmm. they could, of course, take the opposite tack. To well, it feels like it feels like the expectation is Republicans are going to act cravenly. And burn it all down in the pursuit of power. And then when Democrats get that power, they demonstrate they deserve it by playing nice. Mm.
0: And,
1: so then, I was, yeah. and then and then we wait out, and then a public Republicans acquire the power and then burn some more stuff down. Sure. And when
2: I said I was taking the other side, I was taking McConnell's side in that statement, yeah. not necessarily in the court packing so, uh, right. thing. So but what ask, I would like, say with oh, – right. no, I was just going to say uh, – we can add four more judges yep. and they could add four more judges they and then add, we could add, we could add four more judges. I mean, theory, it's, it's but, a, we could have a hundred, we could have a 435 seat bench. And so, <laughs> sure.
0: so Kent, I guess the question that I was asking is, are you for, let, let me qualify the question. So it's kind of longer than uh, the initial question. Um, yep. Are you for court packing for the sake of court packing or had Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump and the Republican Party said, you know what, we said this in 2016, we're going to stick with that, we're not going to, we're going to let the American people have their voice, and then we're going to, uh, if we win, if Donald Trump wins, then we will nominate uh, the Supreme Court justice and confirm them based on the American people's voice, mm-hmm. uh, and if we lose, then we will pass that to, to the next president and hopefully he picks someone that we will um we will confirm right they, they can't stall for four years. so is it based on the Republicans saying yeah nope, we're gonna push this all through and you say, well fine quid pro quo we're gonna do uh, or, or tit for tat hey we're gonna go ahead and pack the courts or do you believe fundamentally in packing the courts regardless of whether the Republicans had done that
1: No I think if the if the Republicans had stuck if they had done one of two things one if they had lived by the precedent that they had set in 2016 and said we're going to let the american people have a voice uh or if in 2016 they had said uh we're going to wait uh we're, we're in, or if in 2016 they had said we are going to wait uh or no 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 if they had given Merrick Garland a hearing, not even necessarily a yes vote, but if they'd given him hearings and they'd given him a vote, and then Ginsburg dies with forty something days until the election, uh, and then they had uh, been consistent and rammed through a justice during an election, I would have said, well, you know, them's the breaks. That's the way it goes. Everybody's being consistent. Um, It is what it is. Uh, It is the it's the shameless craven ignoring of principle to maximize power which is why i think we need to set some things on fire
2: oh, i believe it was and this is not the first time we've quoted this guy in the show there's a character on the west wing played by uh ron silver uh who played again named bruno giannelli he was a
0: yeah, he was uh, great
2: yeah he was fantastic he was uh he was he did uh a couple of different runs on the show and during the like a political the
0: consultant, wasn't he? Political
2: consultant. Ex- yeah, 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 absolutely. And he, uh, he was talking about soft money and hard money with, uh, with Sam and uh, one of his a uh, couple of, you know, one of his aides, one of uh, you know, someone from the white house. And uh, he was said, he, he basically said, I'm sick of liberals who uh, are curl up in the corner Uh, wrap themselves in a ball and say please don't hurt me (laughs) uh i want to win elections and i want to play the same game by the same rules that the that the other guy is using Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: uh and that's i think what kent is talking about here about burning stuff down i wish Uh, everybody
1: was nice i wish everybody was nice i wish everybody was honorable
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um but 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 in this case
2: you need to play the same game so i I do get what Kent is saying there, and I did – I depending on the time of day and my mood, uh, I'll say put six people on the bench that are all 45 years old, and they're all liberal Bernie crats, <laughs> <laughs> and let's go. That, that That's for,
1: for the next 40
2: years. Uh, Steve
1: wants the, 15 seats now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wants, but, yeah, but what I was telling Kent is uh, the problem is – the only problem is – if you're gonna do it, you better do it right, because as soon as the other the other side quote mm-hmm. unquote the other side gets an opportunity, they're gonna do it back twice as hard as they've shown <laughs> in the past. So you, if you're gonna do it, you're opening up a can. You know, and you know would, what? Maybe that's would, okay.
1: Yeah, I would only say I would only say this. Um, I firmly believe, and this is gonna be kind of controversial, considering what's in Calvin's wheelhouse. Uh, There were a lot of people in American history, uh, a lot of people served in government in American history, uh, who were pro-slavery. And it is tempting to say uh, that I'm exempting, that I'm drawing a line at 1865-ish. I think there's an argument to be made that the three worst people in American political history are all alive today. Um, Hmm. Donald, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and Newt Gingrich. Have all have collectively done more damage to the American political system and to the constitutional order than any other three person, any other three people uh, in U.S. history. And when you say, uh, and when you say, you know, the other side might hit back twice as hard. Eventually, Mitch McConnell's going to be dead, and he's going to be dead before any version of the Republican Party ever. Uh, gains all three of these levers of power again. Uh, there's no way to. There's no way to tell mm-hmm. if any. If, I, I mean, if any future version is. I, I doubt any future version of the Republican Party is going to have vengeance on the mind.
2: Uh, I hope you're right. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, I think the fact the fact uh, that all those <laughs> evil people are alive right now means maybe we're trending in a bad way. <laughs> like, <laughs> But but no, I think I think you're right. Like you said about ten minutes ago, the country looks different, and it's going to look different in twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, in a better way. Uh, and I think the I, Republican I, I, Party yeah, that we have just... now does not is not going to be the same Republican Party. We're I, have. To see, I, that, I think Donald,
0: I Donald Trump's definitely going to be one of the worst presidents in American history. Um, I don't off. know if he's worse. I, I don't. I don't know that he's worse than uh, Andrew Jackson. I don't know that he's worse than Millard Fillmore. Um, I, I I mean william henry harrison was worse I, I just william henry harrison was president for four hours
1: he couldn't possibly have been worse <laughs> how many how many people did he infect <laughs> 30, yes william henry harrison uh, he was. was... <laughs> he was literally president he was literally president for 30 days and he spent that was a entire, very long speech it was he a spent very 20 long speech.
0: 29 i didn't, I of didn't, them in I bed didn't mean and, harrison i meant I meant Warren Harding. I don't know why I said William Harrison. Oh, Warren.
2: See, to me, though, those guys. Harding was known
0: for scandal after scandal after scandal uh, after scandal. That's all his presidency was known for. But this
2: guy. So but the difference is between uh, somebody like that and this guy is this guy breeds other terrible people. Yeah. He he brings out the very worst and others who then become terrible people. Uh, or at least become the terrible person they were always capable of
0: being uh <laughs> yeah, in a way but, but then you got like his... james buchanan james buchanan like i'm sorry anybody who was around during the slavery days is worse than any president we've had now i hate donald trump yep i hate donald Trump would have been for.
2: okay with slavery though he sure. just happens to live a yes different time. yes but
0: he didn't have the advantage of actually having slavery that's that's no the... no, no. No, no, no no but, no. but he's don't trump...
1: have it if he could <laughs> yeah donald trump is clearly as bad as any slave holding president the fact he is not he is not washed by history by virtue of being born in 1946 he is at, at, yes. he is on an atomic molecular level as and, bad as and, any plantation owner and he can
2: spread that nastiness in a way that that buchanan didn't have at his fingertips so i mean that's all that's the reason i would put donald trump worse than buchanan because he can affect other people in a in, in a just a uh
0: just a monumentally Cannon, terrible way <laughs> Cannon didn't challenge the spread of of uh slavery nor did he keep states from joining that would make slavery grow and so for for me yes yeah, Kent, your point is well taken if trump had been born then he probably would have owned the plantation he would sure. been thomas Jeff- him and thomas jefferson would have been hanging out saying the same to, things about black people to his probably credit, out of the barn he- having sex with black women I mean, to his credit, he would have, he would that
1: have run that plantation into the ground and caused he a bankruptcy. He <laughs> but here's, he would the, have, here's the other just thing. Like Thomas though, Jefferson so, did. Yeah. So
2: Buchanan – right. So Buchanan – slavery was a thing. Buchanan didn't do anything to dissuade it. Uh, right now, sla- we, we don't ha- – technically, we don't have slavery. Donald Trump would bring it back, though. He would.
1: He absolutely <laughs> would bring it back. He
2: would bring it back. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that – He's just not running with the ball. He's 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 starting a whole new game.
0: Right. Yep. <laughs> All I'm hearing here is like, man, those guys who were born in the time of slavery, they got a raw deal because Trump was way worse <laughs> than them. No. Like, no. Well, there. No. You know, I'm there is something that to be said. These guys slaves. Hey, I'm just right. saying they, Trump would have too. So you
2: can't just enjoyed his slavery. Here's but
0: it.
1: Trump would create a whole. <laughs> Here's the thing: when you when you say those guys who own <laughs> slaves. Uh, if you're one of 50,000 people who own slaves and as morally, uh, uh, as moral, uh, it may be a moral abomination, but if you're one of 50,000 people doing it, it's different than being, than living in an enlightened age and saying, you know, maybe
0: we move too far. Maybe we move too fast, too far. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, you got a president who's like, hey. Um... What are we gonna do if you're taking down these Confederate uh, these Confederate statues? You're gonna take down uh, George Washington next, and then you got the other guy who's like, "Hey, let's get the Confederacy started." <laughs> it's yeah. like, just... but I but I'll say this guy wants to restart the Confederacy. Sure. That's all I'm saying. You know what?
2: Let's we, we're arguing about the wrong thing. I know. They, they can, Hypothetical they can all be terrible. They can all be terrible. We don't need to say who's the worst. They're just as bad. you can all tell.
1: <laughs> as you can tell, there's 22 days to go. I'm I'm on a my, my threads are frayed.
0: Okay. Yes. We'll we'll Uh, see what happens in in a few weeks, uh, Um, but uh, that's all the time we got tonight. Thanks so much for listening to leading questions with Calvin Moore. Make sure you check out our website, leadingquestionsnow.com where you can find all of our episodes from this season and the last, uh, last, Six seasons, bios, a calendar of upcoming topics, and even suggest topics for us to talk about. Uh, if you're interested in bringing our program out to your college, university, or organization, email us at hello at leadingquestionsnow.com and we'll get back to you. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, and the Podcast Detroit app. Please leave us a review and we will see you next week.